All right, episode nine of X80750, Errata. Again, we're about halfway, a little bit over halfway done. So we're on the home stretch. And I don't think Ozzy's picked out the next book for season four yet, but we're doing good, burning through it. Internal report 001.3650203, E. Schneider. Further tests indicate that A. Singh's new body is behaving perfectly within projected parameters. Her vision, hearing, and cortex processing ability are all within normal levels. Her cells are reproducing at appropriate levels, and her memories of her life remained intact through the transfer. It is very interesting, however, that as she strengthens and heals, more and more of her old scars are coming back. It's as if once the memory comes online, the physical representation of that memory comes with it. She seems unconcerned about the progression, but it does raise interesting questions about how close exactly the mind-body connection is and how information is stored in physical matter. It's a fascinating question that I hope to delve into further. An additional benefit of the transfer seems to be the stabilization of her genetic code. Most of the GenTech cases seem to reach a critical failure threshold 20 to 25 years after the initial modification. Her systems had shown extensive damage, including mutation from cosmic ray exposure, but now our systems seem to resemble what they did at the Academy after the original modification. This is excellent news. It may be a scalable treatment method for other GenTech service members who are reaching the end of their stability period. It is a shame that most of them do not remember their modifications and have no idea of what's happening to them. Additionally, since it was a classified operation, most have no records in their medical files to help their doctors understand why they look like they're going insane. It must be awful. The ethical violations inherent in this program are so extreme, I can't even think about it without getting absolutely furious. I've provided several reports to the Planetary Council showing my research and demonstrating the absolute dissolution and corruption that could allow this kind of testing on children, but so far there's been no response and no action. It is absolutely infuriating. I hope that Singh may not only pioneer a potential treatment, but that she might help shut down the program for good, or at least get it put under some kind of consent and oversight commission. It's ridiculous. Captain Conrad seems in good health, with no evident adverse effects from the activity. His DNA also seems to show a remarkably good copy rate, even lower than the usual .0001% error, considerably more healing capabilities, with increased white blood cell activity, immunoenzymatic diversity, telomere extension, and tremendous resistance to radiation. He may be able to provide a treatment method for our Gentex reaching instability. I've collected several blood samples for further study, with his consent, of course. Personnel file X80750, Singh, Akasha, A. To all who see these presents, greeting, know ye that reposing special trust and confidence in the patriotism, valor, fidelity, and abilities of Akasha Singh, I do appoint her captain, special missions, in the service of the United Planetary Council, to rank as such from the 30th day of November, 2135. This officer will therefore carefully and diligently discharge the duties of the office to which appointed by doing and performing all manner of all things thereunto belonging. And I do strictly charge and require those officers and other personnel of lesser rank to render such obedience as is due an officer of this great imposition and this officer is to observe and follow such orders and direction from time to time as may be given by the first commander of the United Planetary Council or other superior officers acting in accordance with the laws of the Planetary Council. 
This commission is to continue in force during the pleasure of the first commander of the United Planetary Council under the provisions of those public laws relating to officers of the combined service of the United Planetary Council and component thereof in which this appointment is made. Done at the City of New Washington this 30th day of November in the year of our Lord 2135 and of the Union of Planetary Council the 233rd by the first commander, signed, General Joshua Nairobi, First Commander, Combined Service of the United, United Planetary Council. Once Elise gave me a clean bill of health and Daniels became convinced that I wasn't actually a ghost sent to haunt him forever for his terrible choices, he promoted me, or restored me, offered me a transport gig. I took him up on it and took Conrad with me since, as Conrad put it, what the hell else am I going to do? I wanted him to meet beautiful chaos and speedy. He was more interested in bars and girls on Cygnus, though. Still, I appreciated the opportunity to visit with my friends. We all do the same thing, you know. I watched Chaos's fingers weave into and out of the cloth. Z said that the weaving helped her clears her mind and focus thinking. I was too lazy to do it myself, but watching Zer expert hands move through the thread was very soothing. Hmm? I said, through the fog of relaxation and apathy that the waterfalls and wind chimes had put me into. Energy to matter, matter to energy, the transmutation of thought into physicality. Healing, Terra, death, all these things are bound by the same fundamental physical laws. Zer's long golden fingers moved like little spiders through the complex mass of colors. There seemed to be a knot of greens, blues, reds, yellows that looked completely random to me, but somehow Z pulled order from the blob of metallic-looking, impossibly thin threads. <laughs> order from chaos. How amusing. Is that what you think, or what folded dimensions taught? I smelled lavender. Chaos didn't care. That wasn't a real question? No. Z pulled the whole mass taut for an instant. For a split second, I could see the complex geometric pattern Z was putting together. Ah. I was lying on my stomach in Zer Garden. Cool, grass-like plants under me. It had been folded dimensions. Chaos and Zer Childs had taken care of it now. The wind chimes tinkled comfortingly. Alien bird calls and buzzing of insects broke in for a moment. All creatures do what we do. Animals and plants convert light into food into physical form. People create tools from their imaginations. All things move from energy to matter and back again, although we seem to do it more expeditiously. There was a long pause. Z was right. I didn't answer Zer, but she could, Z could hear my agreement. There wasn't much more to speak of. And how's Speedy? I asked, knowing full well that Speed in the Deeps had taken to Cygnus with an effortless happiness that made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Z made me smile just to think of Zer. Z is well and happy. The embassy is good for her, Zer, I think. Z has a gift for flying, and many of the people here offer their ships and advice. Z is doing well at school, both human and Catalan. Z is very smart. The ambassador loves her. Z is well. I've never seen a better pilot, I offered. I think Z has a real gift. Deep pleasure emanated from chaos, and Zer's skin turned burnished bronze. A very nice attribute of the Catalan. Their feelings were not only transmitted mind to mind, but you could see them on their skin. A most efficient mode of communication. Another trill of amusement from chaos as Z spied on my thoughts. I didn't mind. 
but most humans found the cats to be deeply disturbing and vaguely unnatural. Whatever that meant. Yes, Z does. You're unique, fractal in motion. Z said my name sing-song in Ilya like a verbal waterfall and spiraled the mental image into the delicate, leafy, frond-like scale of the Mandelbrot set that was my personal favorite, namesake image. Your mind is clear, pure. What you think and say are so similar. Your feelings are what they are. Z sent a lone tree standing in the middle of a windstorm, untouched but surrounded by brutal wind. You see the storm and accept it. Most of your siblings do not. Most humans feel embarrassment or jealousy, hold secrets in their minds even from themselves. They fear suffering. You do not. You have no secrets. It's most refreshing to be with you after interacting with other humans. I closed my eyes in contentment and smiled slightly. A great compliment, my friend, but I'm a mess. I can barely stand myself, much less being around others most times. Maybe that's why I find your company much easier than my own people. Cinnamon soft amusement and a wisp of a mental caress. Oh no, you misunderstand the comment. Clarity does not equate with light. Dark water can still be clear. You are honestly a mess. Z seemed to amuse herself with the thought. You know exactly how uncomfortable and how miserable you are. Sometimes you even change it. Like darting fish. You shy from the light on purpose, maybe. But you do not hold secrets. Z paused again. This is, uh, what is the word? A trait prized by me and mine. You've earned quite the reputation with my people. Another long pause in which the murmur of plants and animals around us settled into a soothing hum. What are you making? I asked finally. I'm not sure yet, Z stopped. As I opened my eyes, Z struck out what she'd finished so far. I think it will show itself later. It's too young still. Art takes time to grow, like all living things. A human would say that art is not alive. A snort and curry-sharp flavor of impatience from Zur. Then that human has never seen life. Any act of creation is living at some level of consciousness. I, of course, knew that. I was just teasing, testing your understanding of universal truths. I peeked under my lashes at Zur to see if Z got the joke. Cats and human humor sometimes do not match. But a whiff of cinnamon greeted me, and I chuckled in response. Serious, Z asked, and what of frozen smoke? With an image of an ice sculpture carved of ships of smoke held against a dark sky. Conrad. I appreciated his Catalan name. He did not. I don't know, I shrugged. It's his decision to get training or not, to tell people or not. He seems to be fine without the discipline that I need. It's not my place to force him into something like this. Z made disturbed, shushing sounds. You can be comfortable with such uncontrolled power under your responsibility? I rolled onto my back and stared up at the metal and gorilla glass dome above us. I don't know, Chaos. I can't force him. He won't change. What use is a disinterested or hostile pupil? And who would teach him? You? Well, you could, Fractal in Motion. You're strong and patient, just as Fold's dimension was for both of us. There are many that would welcome you as a teacher, even among your own people. It was my understanding that this testing has gone on for many, many years. There are going to be more of you, more like you. I shook my head. Conrad. I saw the files, I saw the list of names. I was the last unaccounted for. 
Forgive me, friend, but I can't agree. The limitation is not how life and how abilities spread. There are more like you, and without a teacher, they'll be just as confused and lost as you were, just as dangerous, too. Perhaps you should consider your responsibilities. I sighed deeply in disgust and threw an arm over my eyes. I have enough trouble running my ship as an officer. Please don't make me a teacher. Don't make me be a teacher and a surrogate parent to little freak babies as well. Oh, I'm not making you anything. I'm not making anything. You are already all these things. You just haven't done them officially yet. I narrowed my eyes at her. Duty. Always duty. Quit picking on me. Z smiled back at me, and her skin shone gold. Of course. Is there anything else? It is easy for me to see, because it is not my path, and I do not have to parent the little freak babies, or the dark one, for which I am deeply grateful. Cheeky. I smiled in appreciation. Z set the cloth down. The complex geometric shapes folded into and out of themselves, touched with metallic gold and silver in the soft sun starlight, impossible to tell where one mandala started and the other ended. I think this will be a tunic for you, Fratto in motion, to remind you of your nature. Healers, I thought. Can't live with them, and it's too expensive to replace them with medical AIs. Z tittered in response to my thought. Section 6. At all scales, the motion of the fluid medium is governed by the Navier-Stokes equations, which are essentially derived from the principles of mass conservation and Newtonian momentum balance. In general, these equations must be coupled with thermodynamic equations of state, and, when plasma are considered, with Maxwell's equations for the electromagnetic field. For simplicity, it is often advantageous to focus on the idealization of non-conducting incompressible fluid of constant density rho, for which the Navier-Stokes equations become delta rho over delta t is equal to delta rho delta t plus u Hamilton rho equal negative rho Hamilton mu, the Princeton companion to applied mathematics. Kinetic theory. In many scenarios, a researcher may need to accommodate so many elements or systems that individual tracking is impossible, as with the motion of fluid mediums or cellular structures in cancer research. Working with these large numerical values can require not only complex mathematical adjustments, but reliance on new laws of physics. Kinetic theory allows for the combination of stationary and dynamical models in a single unified principle that can stabilize phase space and provide a unique or mannerly solution. Mathematical Insights and Practical Applications Mariah keened. An alarm lit up gold. Another one. A quick look to the monitor showed something venting out the side. The secondary uplink made me feel a deep gash where my kidney was. A thruster had just failed. God damn it. I eased down the fusion reaction drive, gently extending one of our solar cells to slow, limping into a circle and eventual stop. My back ached in the shared link where we used to have an ion thrust. Well, our trip just got longer. Conrad still had his feet up on the first officer's console. He didn't know how to use any of the manual controls, except for the weapon systems, and he didn't really care to learn. Mostly he read on the web while we flew. Probably dirty magazines, the degenerate. He glanced up. Either you're a shitty pilot or the ship's broke. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Thank you, Captain Obvious, I said. He went back to his reading. 
That's Captain Obvious retired to you, Captain. I tried not to laugh, but a little slipped out anyway. I'm not going to encourage you by acknowledging that that was funny. Sure, sure, don't encourage me. Still feels like we're screwed. Yeah, I said, disengaging as many of the links as possible. The damage feels extensive and electrical, and I suck at electrical. In my head, an image of Mariah helpless like a broken-winged bird popped up. Fucking electrical. I hate electrical problems. We need to get to a station. I can't fix this myself. I thought you were an engineer, came from my useless male companion. I'm not that kind of engineer. He looked up at that and grinned. Oh, so at the academy, when they asked what kind of engineering you wanted to study, you raised your hand for what, the one that doesn't work? <laughs> Real funny. Hey, you're still breathing, aren't you? Be grateful. Besides, I don't see you being all helpful. Another shrug. Not my job. You said I could come along as muscle. Did you want me to get out and push? I felt a headache starting. You are just all kinds of a pain in my ass, you know that? This was obviously a tactical miscalculation to have you anywhere near me. Was I drunk? He yawned. No idea. I think you secretly have a burning passion for me all these years, and you just couldn't resist a chance to get your hands on my... Please be quiet. We're close enough to Andromeda. I think we can make EM Alpha on solar. EM-19 Alpha on solar. It'll be a long and shitty trip, but I think we can make it. We need an onboard mechanic, somebody who can do electrical preferably. Sounds good, boss. Whatever. His long legs thunked to the floor. I'm starved and horny. I'm going to go do dirty things in my bunk while you figure out this whole boring mess. Good luck with that. Call if you need something dead. I felt a moment of deep irritation as I watched his odd frame shuffle out of the cabin. Come on, Conrad, that's disgusting. Nope, it's pretty awesome. You're just jealous since you haven't gotten laid in like 15 years and now you couldn't get off with both hands on a map. Stone Cold Killer, my butt. Stone Cold Jackass, more like it. I didn't have a comeback for that one, so I just sighed. Oh well. I had been complaining that I wasn't getting enough flying time. And if he's jerking off in his bunk, he's not out here annoying me. Small favors. M-19 Alpha was a tiny outpost near Hadar Orbital. It was there primarily to support a couple asteroid mining operations run by corporate, but there was a guild hall on station. A little one, but it would do. I had been there for a couple hours, running through a personnel roster of available crew. We couldn't pay much, but it was still steady work that didn't involve miners or service, and that had to count for something. No, 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 I thought, swiping past face after face. Not many engineers were available out here. All were laborers. Um, hello? I looked up. A delicate woman with dusky gray-black skin and a thin cap of almost shaved white hair was standing next to my table, almost timidly. Hello, I said reflexively. Can I help you? Maybe, or actually, I might be able to help you. I heard you were looking for a mechanic. I put the pad down. Yes, are you an engineer? Me? Oh, no. No, I'm not an engineer. I just have a knack for machines. You know how it is. I looked her up and down. Forgive me, Miss Nichols. Shay Nichols. Miss Nichols, thank you. But what are you doing on a mining colony? Are you indentured to corporate, working off some kind of contract here? Oh, no, no, no. She waved her hands adamantly and invited herself to sit across from me. No, I'm actually a med tech, but the medical services are closing on this rock and I need to go somewhere. My contract's paid. Y you're paid? 
It surprised me. No one had their contract paid off, except for disabled service veterans and special technical experts. How did you do that? I'd rather not say, actually. I was service for a while, but it was a long time ago. You understand. You look like you were service. Sure, I said a little nonplus that she'd been able to pick that up. What, is there a sign on my forehead? She laughed, but didn't answer. Mm, guess there must be, then. Oh, well. Still, a med tech slash mechanic could be really useful. Well, I'm running a mod modified cat ship. It's probably pretty different from what you've been used to. Oh, that's no problem. She waved my warning away lightly. I've got experience with the cats. How? I could count on one hand the number of humans I'd seen work with the Catalan, much less their equipment. Hell, I lived with them, and I still can't fix half the stuff on the ship. You know how it goes. I was out on Cygnus for a while. You are delightfully vague, Miss Nichols. She gave me a peaceful smile. I leaned my chin in my hand and looked evenly at her. She slid a data pad over to me with her qualifications on it. I scanned them quickly, noting all the guild certifications. Miss Nichols, there was an awful lot on here. Are you sure you're not an engineer? These are pretty advanced certifications for a med tech. I mean, they're great. They're all stuff we need, but how did you do this? She shrugged. Like I said, I like machines. I got the service to let me cross-train mechanical to support bioengineering. They needed someone to run their equipment after all, and it wasn't that hard. I slid it back to her. Well, you're kind of perfect, but what are you expecting for a salary? I mean, we're a pretty small operation. I probably can't. Oh, please don't worry about that. I'm just looking for a more permanent assignment. Something a little bit more like family, you know. This will be my first assignment as a real civilian. I want an opportunity to travel a little, try out some freedom. Something about this didn't feel right, but I couldn't put my finger on it. That seems to be a reoccurring theme lately, I muttered to myself, thinking of Conrad. What? Nothing. I held out my hand. Miss Nichols, my electrical system is down. How about we see if you can fix it and put you on the probationary status? You fix the electrical and any other failures in port, you can come with us as a mechanic. Deal? She gave me a smile that shone white in her dark face and shook my hand. Complexity. Calm. In and out. I reminded myself. Breathe in and out. Patterns ghosted through my movements. Colors hinting at basic mathematical relationships with every movement. Bend. I pictured the plasma equations in my mind and tried to harmonize the flow of colors and sounds to fit the smooth shape of the equations. Smooth, smooth, I told myself. Let it all flow together, just like folded dimensions taught you. Not just words or numbers or letters, but colors of water sliding around my limbs, little vines of relationships weaving into and out of each other. Breathe deep in and out, flowing into the equations, into the pattern, Seeing the harmony, the complexity, the wholeness. But something seemed to be disturbing my concentration. God damn it to fucking hell. The mother-loving wiring. A loud, angry voice was accompanied by stomping outside my room. Captain, where are you? I broke the pattern and unfolded myself from the floor of my quarters to open the door and stick my head out, almost bumping into Shay, poised to put her fist against the entrance. Lady, she started without preamble. Did you do this wiring? Because it is a bunch of shit. It is the most jury-rigged, cock-sucking. She was holding a snapped wiring harness in one hand as if it was going to bite her. 
I looked at it with incomprehension. I wasn't even sure if it was actually part of the ship. Captain, what the hell is this? Without waiting for an answer, she tapped the side of my head with a fingernail and peered at me with her coffee-colored eyes. And why are you glowing? Did the core shielding fail too? Fucking ship is held together with duct tape and baling wire. I could feel her wrath increasing. Do people still use baling wire? No, Shay, the core is fine. Conrad walking down the hall called. The glowy thing is just her doing her freak thing, Shay. Don't mind her. If the ship starts turning into a dolphin, it's just her doing breathing exercises. No cause for alarm. Shut up, Conrad. You should be doing these too. Maybe it would help with your... No idea what you're talking about, he said. Airily, he brushed past us both and continued to the bridge. Shay thrust the wiring harness at me again in mute frustration. Shay, I didn't do the wiring, I said apologetically. I had it repaired at Cygnus. Well, that's why the goddamn thruster failed again. My repair was fine. Whatever half-assed clown you had set up the electrical relay screwed us royally. It's a bunch of bullshit. I made soothing noises. Can you fix it? I asked. She looked at me like I was an idiot. Can I fix it? She repeated the words as if I'd called her a filthy name. Can I fix it? Of course I can fix it! What the fuck did you hire me for if I couldn't fix stuff? For a brief moment, I had a fantasy about being alone deep in space, by myself, on a peaceful ship, before it broke down with something I couldn't fix. Yeah, right. Damn you, logic. Shay, relax. What do you need to fix it? Do you need help? She grumbled a little. Well, of course I need help. And then, a little snappish. I have to reconnect the sensors on the outside and do a full reboot. I need someone to run diagnostics from the main panel at the bridge console. Great, take Conrad. Conrad? Conrad? Captain, you're killing me. That boy is useless. Can't get anything out of him but bullshit three out of four times. Well, maybe we'll get lucky, and this will be number four. I started down the hall after the man in question. Conrad! He had propped himself up at the first officer's console, his feet, on my ship. I slapped them down. Go help Shay. He rolled his eyes and put his feet back up. And put your bio suit on. What would happen if we lost pressure or the core shielding failed? He shrugged, unconcerned, and put his feet back up. Uh, imagine I'd dive in. I slapped them down again. Biosuit. Shay, go. He gave a tremendous sigh and looked at me with puppy dog eyes. Why do I have to go? Because I don't want to. Focus here, buddy. Shay, biosuit, now. Ah, come on, boss lady. She's so damn productive. Can't be healthy. I rolled my eyes. Besides, she doesn't even like me. Conrad, you're killing me. What are you, 12? Get out. Biosuit. Shay. Just because you can't bullshit her does not mean she doesn't like you. Go away now. He eyed me. So how's your spooky shit going? Any new mountains spring up in engineering? Conrad, if you don't leave this room in the next five seconds, I will find the most horrible, godforsaken asteroid in the sector and leave you on it. Fine, I'm going. Sheesh. Don't know what crawled up your butt and died. Ever since Shay came on board, I'm feeling a little outnumbered, you know. There are a whole bunch of nervous women on this boat. I pointed to the door. He gave me a sulky pout and then a mock salute, but did go to find Shay. I put my head down on Mariah's console and activated the secondary viewing screen before my head exploded. Personal log, A. Singh, Captain, UPC Mariah. During the downtime to Sagittarius 1 drop-off, we were able to upgrade the fusion core. 
Instead of generating the reaction from potable supplies, we're able to convert a wastewater algal bed into a hydrogen-oxygen feedstock for the reactor. Under aerobic conditions, the bed will provide a consistent off-gas of hydroxide that can be routed directly to the holding tank for the reactor. Under fusion conditions, the resultant water can be expelled through the plasma shield using a modified density-dependent osmotic frequency tuned to the resonance of H2O. In this way, we're able to produce energy from the algae and water from the fusion core to be routed back into our holding tanks for use as potable supplies or into the feed basin for the algae. This has decreased our need for resupply and has increased our overall efficiency by almost 30%. The reduction in, in holding tank volume alone cut over 1,000 gallons of volume from our base carrying capacity, significantly reducing our weight. I've put together an engineering review for Daniels. I have to admit I wasn't pleased to be conscripted back into service, but having health care is awfully nice, and getting to run general transportation and response operations to test out equipment is actually a pretty good job. I may have been a little hasty to throw a fit about the whole thing. It's even nice to be back in uniform, especially since Daniels, is, Daniels has authorized me a civilian crew. Some of the tech he's installed for us is downright useful. I've made quite a few tweaks that could actually really help people. I hope that he can use them for his other long-term spacefaring crews in order to reduce costs and increase system redundancies across the board. It would be useful for all of us autonomous service members out here to be more independent and have greater access to resources within our ships. Maybe Daniels isn't so bad. Spectral theory. Spectral theory refers to the principle of a geometric representation of a mathematical relationship in an infinite dimensional setting. Using quantum mechanics, a mathematical representation of any spectrum of physical variables may be investigated and mutual influence may be determined without need for determining initial condition. This is particularly helpful for investigating phenomena like energy vibrations and atomic spectra, which cannot be observed directly. Mathematical Insights and Practical Applications Heat poured down on us. The two suns orbiting above bathed the surface in a white haze that bit at my biosuit. A quick glance at Conrad showed him disgustingly composed. His pale skin wasn't even pink. I imagined I could see little bits of cold streaming off of him in his icy calmness. How are you not baking, I asked him, puffing a little as we scrabbled over another rock outcropping towards the settlement. Uh, I'm in really good shape? Bullshit. Yeah, no idea. Works for me, though. I tugged on his elbow and sat down in relief on a rock. Where are we? I saw a flash of color on his glasses as he brought up a map interface. About a kilometer out, we should be within the quarantine radius soon. I took a swig from my water bottle. Okay. Did Daniel send over any of the med reports or anything from the guys already down there? He scowled. Why are you asking me? Because I'm too lazy to activate my own stuff. He checked. No, not yet. Just the original docs from their emergency call to service. Great. I hauled myself up. Okay, let's go. He closed the screens and headed over the ridge. I followed. In a moment, the hazy white domes of the outpost shone against the desert sands. Still don't understand why we couldn't have sat down somewhere closer, muttered Conrad. Long walk for nothing. Yeah, how many surface ferries you know of go into a quarantine zone? I punched him lightly. Nobody wants to get sick. Give him a break. It's not contagious. It's not contagious when it's one of the Academy mutants. This is the first time we've seen it in civilians. Who knows what it's changed to? Conrad grunted. My thoughts drifted to Daniel's last call. 
I don't know what's going on. He turned away from the camera and brought up a holophile. People just go crazy. Just like your shit, only physically. Loss of motor control, memory, personality, gone. Some have turned violent, had to be sedated. Several have disappeared into the desert and presumed dead. Over 30 cases have ended up with the meds in just the last week, and the local governor is screaming for assistance and has declared a state of emergency. We sent a medical team, but the information coming back looks strange. A retrograde virus, something that alters DNA, all the hallmarks of you and Conrad's problems, only in normal people. And it's spreading. Team leader down there is a guy named Gotch. He says it may be months before they can isolate the vector, much less design a treatment or control strategy. He smiled briefly at me. Mac and I figured you might be able to help, and the idiot you've got flying with you could do some good as well. I smiled back at him. Mac is good for you. I'm glad you promoted him to be your system chief. You need adult supervision. Yeah, we'll go out there and take a look. Daniel sighed deeply in response and nodded. Sing. Sing, I, I regret, Explorer. I shrugged. You've already apologized. You've offered me work that's satisfying and profitable, giving me back my life. There isn't more to it. I was in a bad situation for us both, and I think we're better for it. His shoulders slumped a little. For the first time, I noticed thick gray streaks running through his hair. He'd been letting it grow out longer, and now it looked the way that Michael used to wear his. My heart contracted a little in the old pain. I let my breath out slowly and let the pain out with it. Michael. I hadn't thought of him in a while. Maybe I'm forgetting. Yeah, I, I hope I am at least. Anyway, I got Mac clearance to work with the cats. He's trying to mend some fences with them with the orbitals. They have quite a bit of medical expertise that could be really useful. I'm trying to get promoted up to sector commander so I can see what I can do with the service resources. Good for you, I said peaceably. Yeah, there was a pause. So, Mac's got a new med tech, some kid named Batista. He's got some sampling and containment instructions for you, in case this stuff is a new disease or not related to whatever protein soup is swimming around in you and Conrad. I'll send it over. Let me know what you find? Sure. Thank you, Captain. Dismissed. And so, here I was, trudging up the side of a mountain with Conrad. For now, though, pleasure in walking with real gravity was enough to make a little happy hum in my heart, even though I could feel my skin getting sunburnt through the filter fabric of the biosuit, and even though we were headed into plague country. Maybe we should have brought the environ suits instead. I had a feeling that I would look a lovely shade of burnt red at the end of this job. Personal Log, A. Singh, UPC Mariah Upon meeting the Chief Medical Officer at Sagittarius 1, we were able to determine that they had ruled out traditional vectors such as insects, bacteria, and viruses. Due that to the highly desertified nature of the planet and the youth of the terraform, we may assume that there has been insufficient time for the planet to generate its own life forms. I'm leaning towards a genetic mutation of some exposure interaction with radiation, maybe even something like the ink from Explorer. No one's mentioned anything like that, but there might have been some sort of carrying, chemical carrying method, too. The terraform team was only able to create a viable atmosphere. Liquid water is very rare. There's no native plant life outside the colonists' greenhouses. Further argument for a radiation or genetic interaction instead of a direct pathogen, in my opinion. I've requested that Daniels provide several genetic engineering instruction courses in our next data download and get me access to reference material and new journal entries, just in case it is the same protein as in me and Conrad. This would be an extremely useful area of research. 
Evidently, Shay has assisted in some kind of in some of this kind of genetic testing, although she didn't really want to talk about it. She and Conrad seemed to have been discussing something, though. I sat down on a rock. Again. Conrad made a derogatory noise. Really, Sing? Again? It's fucking hot. Don't judge me. He rolled his eyes and sat down with me. It's because you have that biosuit on. You don't? I looked at him with surprise. Why the fuck not? Why do you hate that thing? He motioned to me. You never give your body a chance to adapt to real conditions. You're always in this synthetic, homeostatic environment. Creeps me out. Homeostatic, huh? That was a big word for you. Don't bite me. I closed my eyes, leaned back into the sun a little, and rolled my neck side to side. Even if it was hot, I enjoyed the feel of real wind and sun, even though the electromagnetic respirator and scrubber robe woven into the face shield of my biosuit. The planet reminded me of home, of Earth, before the evacuations. Papa, Papa, catch me. I leapt into the air off the side of our greenhouse as my father came up the walkway to our biomod. I giggled as he caught me, caught me effortlessly. Kasha, my little flyer, where did you come from? I was walking the river. He frowned, his brown weathered face crinkling at the movement. I touched the creases with little palms to hold his face still. I liked to see his brown eyes. They looked just like mine, all soft with little bits of gold at the very center. You know you're not allowed there anymore. You're supposed to be with someone, never alone. I sniffed. But Papa, it was so pretty. There was water in it, real water. I've never seen so much. And it made a big whooshing sound. It was brown and angry and had little things floating in it. His face softened. You didn't go all the way into the river then, just onto the diversion walls? Yes, Papa. You told me I wasn't allowed. He hugged me close. He smelled like leather and metal after work, and I liked these hugs the best. Small little caramel brown arms went around him as he snuggled me. Is it time for star watching, my little princess? Do you want to go up to the roof? I bounced excitedly. Oh, yes, Papa. Tell Draco. Tell Draco it's the best. He chuckled. But we did Draco last night. How about I tell you the story of Cassiopeia tonight? I made a face. Princesses are boring. They just get eaten a lot and yelled at for thinking they're too pretty. Draco. He sighed in exasperation as he put me piggyback and climbed up the ladder to the top of the biomod where we lived. Twilight was falling. The last of the desert oranges and purples were fading in the west. Kasha, my heart, we've done Draco every day for the past week. Papa can't do one more night. How about the story of Aquila, the eagle, and Ganymede? This is also the story of Vishnu crossing the Ganges. Which one do you want? Uh, Vishnu. He settled me on one side of him on the roof as we leaned back to look at the stars, starting to peek out of their deep blue background. Good. Once upon a time, there was a god named Agni. Agni was very powerful. His eyes were the path to radiance, his mouth the store of immortality. It was Agni who was the breath of life and the atmosphere of the world. Agni protected the earth, the atmosphere, and heaven. Here on earth he is fire. In the atmosphere he protects as lightning, and in heaven he is the sun. Agni was sworn to defend the gods and their people. One day, however, he looked at Indra, king of the gods, and felt jealousy for his power and right to rule. My father. I opened my eyes. I hadn't thought about him in forever, or his stories. It was so long ago. Agni, the god of fire. Why does that seem important? Something pricked my attention, a dark stain on the light sandy rock, 
and a smell, a familiar scent from a long time ago. I stood, spotted a crevice in the rock behind us, and knelt on hands and knees to peer deeply into it. There was a shift under my hands as I leaned out a little further, and the rock fell under, away underneath me. Shit. I tumbled into the darkness and tried to make myself into a little ball. It wasn't too far, maybe four or five meters down a steep slope. I landed with a huff on the bottom of a hidden canyon. Hey, Sing, are you dead? Conrad's calm voice drifted down to me. I took a moment to lie there and appreciate getting my breath back. After I found my voice again, I got up experimentally and dusted myself off. No, asshole, I'm still alive. Shame, he said, popping his head over the edge to stare down at me. Can I get your ship if you die? No. I shook myself a little, checking for damage to the suit or to the body underneath. Everything seemed to be fine. I brushed off more dirt and took a look around the dim hole. Liquid water had hollowed out a tiny room in the rock, and stagnant pools of some dark liquid stood on the floor. I checked my respirator readout. Foreign body detected. Unidentified. Hmm. Fair enough. I knelt near the liquid, pulling my hands free of the biosuit film, and laid them near the pool's edge. Little flashes of rainbow light pinged near my skin. No way. I got down on my stomach to look more closely. The rainbow flashes intensified. No fucking way. It's ink. Sing, what are you doing? You need help getting out? You're not going to believe this, Conrad. No fucking way. Can you throw down the sampling gear, please? Yep, one sec. A moment later, Conrad himself landed on his feet in the tiny cavern. He made it look effortless. Show off, I said, taking the kit from him. You could have just tossed it down like I asked. How are we getting out of here now? He pointed behind him to a rope without looking. I tied a thing. We can just walk up it. Unless, he gave me a raised eyebrow. You don't think you can. I'll be happy to carry you. Ugh, gross. I'll make it. I turned back to the ink and pulled on a set of sampling gloves and tape. Here, tape me up. Why? So I don't contaminate the sample. Aren't we contaminating it just by being here? Shut up. He had a point. Oh well. I scooped up some in the cup and transferred it to the sampling bottle, carefully dropping both in the containment box Bautista had given us. As I touched the cup, iridescent black droplets coalesced on my gloves and disappeared as if they'd been sucked into my skin through the material. I felt the rock under my feet. Felt more than the rock. Felt myself in the planet, adrift in the whirlwind of pattern, complexity, randomness that is not random. Felt myself spiraling above the pattern, an eagle on the wind. Felt the smell woven through that pattern, bitter, mimicking the shape of my own. Time, space, projections of infinity in the void. I saw the acid structure in the folded protein, like a tiny ball of yarn, folding and unfolding itself in infinity. I fixed the picture in my head as clearly as I could. The problem of translating the shape to the meds would be an issue. How do you even start that conversation? So it looks sort of like a ball of yarn, but then it's got this weird 90-degree angle on one end, and then the molecules sort of twist in the middle, you see? Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Shit. Conrad looked at me, looked at the ink. What is it? LSD, I said, leveraging myself up and tucking the sampling kit back into Conrad's backpack. No shit. No shit. No wonder everyone's hallucinating. Well, it's not exactly LSD. 
It's got some kind of organic enzyme protein thing bound to it that reacts like a prion. I have no idea what you just said. I like the LSD thing. Is that what they shot us up with? I don't remember. Do you? Nope. I remember some freaky shit, but maybe I was just high. Maybe. I looked down at the pool again. This stuff was all over Explorer. Wouldn't it be funny if we were both just crazy? Just hallucinating? Nah, too easy. Here. He handed me the end of the rope. Up you go. We're gonna be late. I pulled off the gloves and wedged myself next to the wall to start pulling myself up. Well, what were the odds? Conrad helped me, pushing my butt over his head. Quit it. Just helping. Don't be so sensitive. The conversation at the med bay was as bad as I had expected. The journey back to the small terra colony had taken a full day in the sun, and Conrad and I both smelled. Chief Medical Officer Gotch listened to my description of the problem quietly enough, but then asked the question I'd really, really hoped he wouldn't. You understand that this is unusual. How do you know that it's a protein? Much less that protein. That's a very reasonable question, sir, I paused, trying to think of a good answer. Magic, said Conrad. Gotcha's eyes went up. Magic, he repeated incredulously. I spread my arms out in appeal. Look, I know it sounds crazy, but would you be willing to buy that both myself and my companion here were both genetically modified and exposed to this material or something like it before? That we have personal experience with this? A slight exaggeration, my conscience broke in. Shh, I told myself. He doesn't have to know that I'm an accident. It'll ruin my credibility. Surely you can admit that terraforming is seriously risky and unpredictable chemical... Surely you can admit that terraforming is seriously risky and unpredictable chemical reactions can take place, right? He nodded. Was it so hard to believe that chemistry and biology could have spontaneous syner synergistic assembly? Organic molecules can do weird stuff, especially when exposed to things like RNA and enzymes and weird light waves. Possible, right? He stared at me. Obviously, he was having none of it. I sighed. Fine, be that way. Look, you don't have any other leads. Why not just run the stuff through the models the way we told you and see what happens? Gotch leaned back in his chair. Fine, say you're right. That begs another question. How are we going to treat for this? If it passed through the facility scrubbers and if it's some kind of prion or protein, there's no way we're going to catch it. Or get rid of it in people. I moved to answer him, but he held up a hand to stop me. Wait, Captain, there's something else you should know. There seems to be a final phase to this, too. Last week, our first patients destroyed one of the med modules, gnawed right through the compound walls, violently, like animals. And they've come back. What? Several attacks and raids on our food stores and personnel have been recorded. He rubbed his forehead. That's one of the reasons we called for emergency service assistance. I hate to use the word, but they're not exactly human anymore, and no one can get close enough to figure out what they actually are. Zombies? said Conrad. Is that the word you don't want to use? Zombie? Y yes. Gotch gave him a long-suffering look. There are obviously no such things as zombies, but... I don't know exactly what else to call creatures that can exceed human strength, have UV resistance, and can literally chew their way out of a habitation module. We've pulled everyone into the compounds, but we're going to have to go outside eventually, and there are still people showing signs of infection that may, that may evolve into similar creatures. 
You mean zombies, said Conrad, as if he enjoyed saying the word to annoy Gotch. Final stage patience, said the other man distinctly. Need to be captured and sedated for testing. Nah, said Conrad. You should just kill them and autopsy what's left. Left. We don't have a we don't have the resources to restrain a whole bunch of zombies. They are not zombies. They are having some kind of genetic reaction to an alien. Blah blah blah, said Conrad, waving him off dismissively. Look, me and Singh here are carriers too. If these things have even half of our problems, you're not going to get them sedated with anything more than a tanker full of sleepy juice and a full peacekeeper regiment, and you'll probably end up fucked up for your efforts. I nodded. I hated to agree with him on, well, anything, but seriously. If they are that uncontrolled, sir, we're never going to be able to get all of them, and we'll put the rest of the colony at risk. I have some genetic stabilization information from Dr. Schneider on Hadar that can probably help limit the effects of the non... <clears throat> I cleared my throat. Of the final stage patients. But for the other ones, I agree with Conrad. Gotch put his head in his hands. Fine. I'll try anything. I'd put out feelers, but everyone just said it sounded like drug abuse. Even when I tried to explain that there were children and everyone was sober, we don't even have access to drugs. But if we had a cure today, how do we prevent reinfection? I'm not sure, I said. There is evidence that, the, that it's exposure to that molecule, but if it's native to this planet, I wonder why we didn't see this effect on Explorer. There's got to be some kind of catalyst that's here, said Conrad, something that triggered it. Maybe frequency of light or something. I'll get you all our notes, I said to Gotch. If you can identify the catalyst, maybe it'll limit exposure. I doubt you can do much against a prion or a protein or whatever it is, like you said. Gotch leaned back and closed his eyes. Can you imagine how afraid people are going to be? The crazies were never contagious before, and now we have a whole colony down with it. We can't let anyone on or off planet until we figure out the trigger. Every orbital in the system will shut down transport. People will panic. Conrad stretched a little and got up. Yeah, sounds like you got your work cut out for you, buddy. I can go kill your zombies for you, though. Sing will help. What? No, I don't, I don't kill things. Except by accident, he thought. He prodded me up. Come on, you keep telling me that you can control your freaky shit now. Keep harping on me doing your stupid meditation exercises. Let's try it. We can capture a couple. See what happens. Maybe you can, like, freeze them or something. I don't think it works like that, I murmured. Gotch looked at us in surprise, as if it was just now dawning on him that Conrad had told him we were carriers. Wait, you two are sick too? Sick is sort of a weird word for it, bro, said Conrad, pushing me towards the door. We're not going to eat your plumbing, and yeah, that Dr. Singh told you about already did all kinds of tests on us. You can have all that info, make your vaccine or whatever. I don't know, that's nerd shit. Singh and I have a date. I would never go on a date with you. Shut up, honey. You don't know what you're missing. Gotch, mate. We're going to be out and about. Let us know if you see any zombies we can go catch. You want to do what? Daniels rotated closer to the camera as if he hadn't heard me right the first time. We want to capture one of the crazies. Why? To see why they're different from all the other ones. I mean, I tried to pick my words carefully. All the other infected people have just gotten sick or, you know, died. They didn't get violent or superhuman. It's like these, 
it's like these ones are weird hybrid between like the academy mutation and a regular sickness. There's got to be some catalyst or something different down here. How are you going to capture one of these things? I frowned at him. They're still people. He gave me a doubtful look. They don't sound like it. Well, I'm still a person, aren't I? And I've got a pretty similar genetic mutation. Depends on the day, Singh. Ask me again tomorrow. You're a dick. He shrugged. Never said I wasn't, but are you sure? They've got the actual mutation like you? Yeah, we think so. All the data on the crazies that haven't hit this final stage shows pretty close to the changes me and Conrad have. Gotch is looking through the testing Elise did on us at Hadar. Conrad's results are particularly interesting. He... Sing, I don't care. Is this new strain contagious or transmissible? You know people are going to lose their shit if this gets out. Panic in the streets and all that. We don't know. We're pretty sure that the catalyst has to be environmentally and chemically unique to the person's genetic code, maybe even specific to where the ink occurs naturally. But we didn't see any of these problems on Explorer. And your guy's practically showered in the stuff there, so it might not be environmentally specific. True, true. Gotch thinks it might be an enzyme reaction, which would explain why only some people have the reaction and why it has a hard time spreading. You'd have to inject the ink, have a genetic predisposition, and then have the right enzymes already working around your insides to trigger the failure reactions that would lead to the disease expression. Sing, you are killing me with this. What does that even mean? Do I have to shut down travel between stations? Require genetic testing to get off-world? What do I recommend here? I don't know. I think it wouldn't matter what test you ran. You'd probably never catch it on a normal scan. Probably not worth scaring people over. Ida is blaming the Catalan for it. I scowled at him. That is complete bullshit. Ido knows better. He's been selling ink for years as a hallucinogen. He has to know it can have these side effects. Sure he does. Not like I can call my boss a drug-dealing, lying scumbag, though, and get away with it. You're sure it's the same stuff? The ink? I nodded. I'll send you some. Give it to Mac. He's got that new med tech that'll probably want to see it. Elise will probably want to see it, too. Ido's shutting down all communications on this stuff. Anything involving ink or the crazies goes through him, personally. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all, I said, sarcasm dripping through my voice. Is that the reason you reinstated me? You need someone to feed you this info on Ido? Daniel shrugged. Doesn't hurt. And if I'm your supervisor, I can at least keep you out of view. Maybe even out of trouble. Ido doesn't know I'm back? Nope. As far as he knows, you're still a vegetable on Hadar. I never change your duty station or status on my payroll. I felt my eyebrows twitch a little. I almost feel grateful to you. Don't worry. The feeling will pass. It coaxed a little smile from me. But seriously, sing. Stay out of trouble. I don't see why it's necessary to go out and capture one of these things anyway. Just kill them. Quietly, if you have to. Preferably. I can't just leave. I mean, Gotch has no help. He needs a viable sample of the final stage patient expression, and the colonists are terrified anyway. They were already low on resources before this happened. They're going to run out of water any day, since no one can go outside to repair the generators or the condenser tanks. Fine, fine, I get it. Just, you know... Try and keep it under wraps. That's why you still have your own ship and a civilian crew. I want to keep you as quiet as possible and out of Ido's way. Yeah, okay, but you sent us here. I can't help what happens. Good luck. I want regular reports. Take all the medical notes you can get from Gotch, and I'll make sure they get to Elise. 
There should be someone other than Ido's team reviewing this stuff. Understood. Thank you, sir.